Welcome to my podcast, where the truth is upheld and my life journeys are unveiled. Hey y'all, this episode right here is gonna be fire. And I'm not saying this in a boastful proclamation. I'm talking about this episode right here. Fire under somebody rude tutor. Either you're going to walk away from this one, mad or delivered. I'm telling you, this is all Holy, Holy Spirit inspired right now, right here. Let's go. I'm recording this episode outdoors. I just could not skip out on a good old sunny day, but this topic and this subject, this episode was burning a hole in my throat. So here we go. The Wounded Warrior. I'm talking to you, Nana, Granny, Grandma, Mama, Titi, Abuela, Senorita. I'm talking to you, Bobo, Tutu, Sister, Friend. I'm talking to you, Auntie. I'm talking to you, the wounded warrior. I was raised by women that would fit in this category. Women who have been through so much toxic life, but they keep on pressing. They wear their invisible badges of honor on their chest as a lapel pin on a hat. And they do so because they've been taught to do so. Trauma bonds continue. And general behavior patterns and way of thinkings are proliferated. Because the wounded warrior has been taught that the badge of honor, the ode to life, is perseverance and making it through. Making a dollar out of 15 cents. That's what they've been taught. No matter what, you stick it out. You stick it through. Trust in God, they say. God will make a way, they say. The wounded warrior. I definitely have some of that ideology in my framework. However, however, this podcast is about keeping it real and truthful. And the real and truthful truth about where I am in life on this side of grace does not allow me to perpetuate this ideology, this ideology, excuse me, this ideology that I have been passed down, that it has been passed down by generations for me to accept. I cannot. I must tell the truth. I must see things for what they, for what they are. I must not through works think that my actions and behaviors will earn favor with God if I just stick it on through. I must be honest because one thing is for sure, your presentation, your countenance, your ability or inability to articulate your feelings are all a direct representation of what's going on in your heart. Wounded warrior, wounded warrior. I'm holding your hand right now. I'm standing in your emotional space. I am speaking for the thoughts. I am speaking to the thoughts and speaking to the experience 
that you have been taught to stuff. If it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. If it slithers like a snake and it looks like a snake, it's a snake, wounded warrior. One thing that God does not call us to is to protect man to save face. I grew up under this framework. Hush, hush, sweep under the rug. Hush, hush, sweep under the rug. Boy, mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. In so many cases, until the cleanup woman comes. Hmm. The cleanup woman. Oh. Betty Wright had some truth to that song. You don't want to get to a point where you are so unavailable emotionally and physically to where you give room for someone else to fill the emotional void that you are not truthfully living in, wounded warrior. <sighs> to you males out there, I understand papa, grandpa, abuelo, dada. I understand, amigo. I understand, sir. I understand, uncle. I understand, brother. I understand the code of ethics that you grew up under. Regardless of the color of your skin, I understand that it has been so deeply embedded into your psyche that men do not share their emotions. Your badge of bravery is your ability to endure. I understand. And because of the essence of this perfunctory understanding in life, we as women then perpetuate this understanding by not allowing you to feel. And when you do, we are critical of that because that's how we've been taught. That manhood, wounded warrior male, is an aesthetic. It is a presentation of great great stress upon a person of great great stress upon a person that is unhumanly possible and the person's capability and enable and enablement to endure baba senor father grandfather we bring this conversation back to the table inside of the dwelling i understand the auspices that you were assigned. I get it. Wounded warrior. The victor. The one who came home alive. The one who survived. The one who will give the playbook to the next generation on how to perpetuate your life's experiences. The where, whens, and hows, the where, whens, and hows of your generation, wounded warrior, don't have to be the reality for the future.
If you keep doing the same thing, the same way, generation upon generation, you are bringing a wrath of bondage to your family. Respectfully, head of household. Respectfully, male figure. I ask, please, respect the process of healing. Healing is a choice. Wounded warrior, healing is a choice. There are some outcomes in life I do understand that you had no control under wounded warrior. Sir, I get it. I hear you. I will never understand. As a woman in America, wounded warrior male, what you've had to endure. But I will say, your silent partner, wounded warrior woman, she needs an outlet. She needs a friend. She needs a safe zone. She needs understanding. She needs an apology. She needs loving correction, wounded warrior male. She also needs to know that she can trust through your process of healing that you will not do it alone. Pride comes before the fall, wounded warrior. In Jesus' name, please receive, receive accountability. Seek it, wounded warrior. In Jesus' name, seek it. You don't have to do this alone. The world, the church, the family, the culture has made this precipice that you are less of a man if you seek therapy and help for your feelings as an outlet for you, wounded warrior, a safe place for you to let off all that life's experiences have waited upon you. Every wrong choice, every, every word spoken, every misinterpreted game plan or every misinterpreted direction, I understand that it's compiling inside of you and wounded warrior, the only way that your downline will have a different outcome is if you stand up and step on pride and don't try to save space and don't try to save face. Wounded warrior, woman and man, the up line for the young soldiers of today. God never asked that you hold in your life experiences, the hurt and the pain to save face. Be honest about where you came from. Every lie, every experience, every family secret that is swept under a rug, a rug 
is a wound with a band-aid on it. A wound with a band-aid on it that is not provided oxygen will become infected. It must breathe. Let it breathe. Wounded warrior. You are a survivor. And you are respected. I respect you. And guess what, wounded warrior? I, at 40 years old, have joined your club. I've joined your club, wounded warrior woman. I've observed your behavior, wounded warrior male. Where's the upline? Where are the warriors who have decided that just because you're in retirement doesn't mean you need to cross your legs and sit back and drink Tahiti's in the Bahamas? Where are you, wounded warrior? Where are the ones who have decided Married or single, widowed or not, if this black and white circumstance happened, it happened. And you're able to speak about it in truth, without slander, in honesty, not major facts that are swept under the rug to save your face and to save the faces of those involved. There is a way under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to be honest about your life. There is a way to speak on the hidden secrets that you know are being perpetuated in your family and no one wants to talk about the origin. There is a way. Do you know what that is? Surrender. Surrender your will. Surrender your pride. Surrender, 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 surrender all of it. Let's stop idolizing one another. Married or single, your spouse is not your idol. If your spouse has cheated on you, don't you hold that in. You share that with your downline. You share that with an accountability partner. It's not your business because somebody else in your circle needs to know that they're not the only one. Stop holding it in. If your spouse has put their hands on you, you share that. That is not your story. That was your experience, but it's not yours to keep. That is now a part of your testimony. And the way you go about it will determine what your future looks like in liberty and freedom. You're free when you're able to speak the truth in love and not stand slander, to speak the facts and go on about your life. That's when you know you're free. But bondage, bondage would allow someone to hold in all of the angst in life because you want to save your reputation. Let's get down to the selfishness of this thing. You want to save your reputation. You want to save face for your family. And you're downright embarrassed about the circumstances of your life, the experiences of your life. So you hold it to your grave, not understanding that the ones who have come after you and the ones on the horizontal plane right alongside of you need to know how you overcame wounded warrior. I respect you, wounded warrior. 
wounded warrior male. If these circumstances are similar to what I'm saying for the wounded warrior woman, you heard what I said. That's what I said. Time is up, men. Good old boy. Johnny Boy Club. Time is up, men. You don't get to philander around in this world and do women in your life any old kind of way and think that you can walk around and command respect. I am charged to respect another person, whether they have respected me or not. But what I'm not charged to do is to continue to present myself in a way to be abused, manipulated, mistreated, slandered, corrupted by an abusive person. Get out of here with that. For you wounded women, especially. For those of you who are listening to this episode, if you have encouraged your daughter to stay in an abusive relationship and pray that God will change that, knowing, knowing that the heart of that daughter is needing a reprieve, if God is, has, is moving that person to exit out of the circumstance because of abuse and you are encouraging them to stay, I'm going to ask for you to rebuke, rebuke your own self. That is not what God, God calls us to do. Just because you did it, if your mama told you to stay in a relationship where your spouse was cheating on you, to stay in a relationship with your, where your spouse was putting their hands on you, to stay in a relationship where your spouse philandered all the money, to stay in, in a relationship which, where your spouse have threatened the livelihood and the safety of your family, that's on you. Quite possibly, your mama was God to you. But you don't have to do it to your children. This has nothing to do with the day and time. Black folk may not have ever seen freedom or the taste of a pseudo freedom had not Harriet Tubman put her neck on the line. Don't you think that somebody somewhere told her to stop, told her she was doing too much, told her that she was going too far and she was bucking against the grain and going to get everybody trouble, everybody hung, everybody shot. Don't you think somebody told her that? But her conviction in her heart did not allow her to function out of life based on what someone else told her to do. What's your conviction? We are too, there are too many wounded warriors, yet children at heart, developmentally stunted. And my generation and the generations to come are suffering because we don't have a strong, well-seasoned Titus II woman. Because our wounded warriors, our wounded warriors have an arrested development, fostered by their upline of wounded warriors. Yes, they served plenty, plenty of people enlist and serve in the service. But were they ready? When they're discharged, did they, do they even know how to go about life? When they entered into the service role position, 
had their development, had their intellect, had their ability to reason and critical think, had that yet even maturated. You see what I'm saying? We're walking through life, basing our importance on what our family structure looks like. Thus, we get a badge. Thus, we get a lapel pen of honor because we've met us a, a, an aesthetic standard based on the world's expectation and religion. Yet, behind closed doors, we are perpetuating gasoline instead of blood through the IVs of our family. Straight up poison. Wounded warriors. I understand that there was a time and day where you felt as if you had no choice. But once again, lest not I remind us of all the martyrs that came before us who walked in conviction and not fear. Hello. This is coming out of the mouth of a 40-year-old woman who refuses to comply to the downline of examples set historically through life by wounded warriors not yet ready to address and admit the angst of their life. I have a heart for this generation, wounded warriors, specifically, specifically for the married young men and women who have entered into the bounds of marriage, thinking that marriage will complete them, thinking that marriage was the ultimate goal, thinking that marriage would bring them joy and happiness. When nothing could be further from the truth. Thinking that marriage would qualify them to be promoted in their family and social systems to a next level closer to completion. I know I'm telling the truth. I know I'm telling the truth. That 30-year-old woman who is yet unmarried is made to feel by society like she is less than. And don't let her near 35. Now society and family culture is impressing the understanding or the expectation that her mother-bearing days, her child-bearing days are nearing an end. The pressure... So is she supposed to settle for the little boy man? Is she supposed to settle for the male who in numerical order is in his 30s, but he is emotionally and developmentally defunct? His emotional intelligence is that of a teenager. So she enters into the union, the covenant, by force, by pressure, by peer pressure of both social, family, religious, and cultural. And she finds out 
that she repeats the cycle of the wounded warrior. Oh, but if she sticks it on in there, just stick close to mama. Let mama know all your business. Let mama run your household. Let ma- Mama is doing what mama got to do to save her face, girl. Mama is doing what mama has to do to save her own face, girl. I'm talking to you, young woman. Mama can't let you walk away from this toxic-ass relationship because she didn't do it. You can't be better than mama, girl. Ain't nobody told you that. You can't outdo mama. No, you can't outdo mama, girl. Let me tell you, I have studied this behavior for years. When I tell you that I have been inundated in life with female to female relationships and I have watched them, I have studied them perpetuate this toxic cycle and the conclusion that I have come up in my own opinion is that mama is not satisfied if her daughter does better than she even if that doesn't mean a successful marriage even if that means to walk away if mama cannot impress her clause of control then she is going to make you guilty by way of religion and let you know what god what god knowing deep down in her heart she wished she could have left Let me assure you, this perspective, the perspective in this episode is not coming from one ethnic undertone. Though my skin is brown, my, the essence of my being literally has no color. I love culture. I am a lover of culinary arts and cultural practices, beliefs, behaviors. I love culture, language, love it. So with this said, coming up in life, growing up in an area that was a metropolitan melting pot, I was able to see a firsthand account on the back end, in the homes, environments, and social structures of a variety of ethnic, ethnic groups and families and how they function. And I said, doggone it. Doggone it. If this is not a brown thing, this ain't no brown people thing here. This is a human experience. And it seems to me that it's rooted in pride, shame, and guilt. I said, Lord, this can't be, but it is. There is not an ethnic group that I know of that I've been exposed to the top 10 that you could count on your fingers that would not be able to relate to this episode. 
<clears throat> the one difference is where slavery has been abolished outright in America, that is not so around the globe. It is not so. So there are many different cultures where some women and some men, but primarily some women, are being forced to perpetuate this. They are being forced to sell their young girls as young as six, seven, eight, and nine into these toxic cycles of marriage. They have to do that to save their own life and so that their family can eat or they will die in poverty. This is something, y'all. If you are a mother, if you are a grandmother listening to this episode, I hope this hits skin deep for you. It's not too late for there to be a course correction. Your daughter does not have to endure the way you did. Let the Holy Spirit lead her to do what the Holy Spirit is leading her to do. And if you don't think that the Holy Spirit is leading her to do it, and you've spoke your peace, take your hand off that woman and let her learn from her own life's choices. You don't have to do to her what was done to you. And anyone <clears throat> that would point their finger at you and tell you that you should have done this and you should have done that, you tell them, you go tell that to your own children. This woman is grown. She's my daughter, but she's grown. And I have decided to take my hands off of her and not to enable, not to enable her emotional, mental, and spiritual demise by guilting and shaming her to continue the trajectory of trauma and toxicity that I chose. Because it's a choice. It's a choice. And if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, then maybe you need to put on your hearing aid because I'm not playing with this topic. This is indicative. This right here, this wounded warrior behavior, this cultic-like control is why our young women are in it. Half the time until death, a premature death. Only God knows. Everybody has a time to, to live and a time to die, a time to be born and a time to die. We know that. I'm talking about women who are staying in these toxic relationships because their mama told them they need to stay. Mama, you not in her bed. You shouldn't even have, only in the animal kingdom. The animals in the animal kingdom respect the law and order and that dynamic of the household, but humans are the ones to come and trample all over it. There is one lion and there is one lioness in the lion kingdom. There is one male 
and there is one female in that home. And even if they're living in community, there is one male and one female in their little hole or the cubby or the den or the whatever the, the, whatever the case may be. If they live in packs, there is one male and one female lying next to each other to sleep. What I'm saying is, you aged mother, get out your daughter's bed. Get out your daughter's house. You don't get to run her life. If she's married with children, she's a single mother, if she's a whatever, she is a woman. Get out of her house and don't allow her To depend on you as a lifeline, she has to learn for herself. She can ask you questions, but this is about you controlling her. This is about you allowing her to be codependent on you because it goes two ways oftentimes. You've taught that girl, you've taught that woman, you've taught your daughter to lean and depend on you. So then she grows up and she's the age of a woman, but inside she's still a little girl, but she done got herself married and had some babies. Now the girl inside is raising the children and married to the man. And the mama, the woman is you, mama. The woman in her household is you, It's you, wounded warrior. Get out of her bed. Get out of her house. Stop this right now. Generations to come are depending on you, wounded warrior, to play your rightful role, to explain your suffering, to tell the truth and leave it there. Your wounds mean something and they're to be... uh, Expected, but you are not God, wounded warrior. You wounded warrior male, for you to cover up and good old boy, your son's cheating, mismanagement of money, pornography addiction, alcohol and drug use, loose behavior in the workplace, Foul mouth outside and inside the home. Stop it, wounded warrior male. You are perpetuating the casualties of abuse to the next generation. The order is God, husband, wife, child, other. Get out of that man's face, wounded warrior male. Get out of his psyche. He's supposed to be the man of his house, but you are running his mind by allowing yourself to be an accessory to his behavior. Enough. This is no male understanding, no male chauvinism. The male chauvinism is what is snuffing out intimacy and relationship in the home. And in marriage, and Lord have mercy, let's not talk about the church. Wounded warrior male from the religious sphere. You go to that church, wounded warrior male. You put on that suit. You play your position. You are getting all of the affirmations from church. And you go home and you treat your wife like a piece of scum on the earth. A piece of scum on the bottom of your shoe. I rebuke that from you. 
wounded warrior male. How dare you? That is not the representation that God would have of a man who is leading a household, of a man who is leading the next generation. You wounded warrior male, those women in the church, they are not chitterlings for you to choose your pick from. They are not. That is somebody's mama. That is somebody's sister. But you go on the service, I'm stepping on your feet, wounded warrior male. You go on in the service, you deploy across seas, you have these babies all over the globe. You cheat on your wife, you write her letters, do some Zoom calls, come and do your, your visits when you return home, and you go back to your same debauchery, wounded warrior male. You served, and we're grateful for your protection of our country and of our safety. But what about your home? What about the integrity what about the, the discipline or the lack thereof that you set up to perpetuate to the next generation because you're a male and you refuse to use self-control? You don't even know how because it was an example to you. And if it was example to you, then ask God for forgiveness and have him to ask God that he would show you back to your roots, to your principles, to your moderation, to the design that he designed for one man and one wife, wounded warrior male. But just because somebody can't see them chillings. Cross country, get off the plane, walk across the border in Mexico. The little children that's talking about chicle, 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 chicle. Are they yours? Is one of them children yours? Ni hao, ma. One of those little children in Asia running around, are they yours? Come on now, wounded warrior male. I know what's up. I know what's up. And it's not right. And you perpetuate, you put on your uniform, you wear your badge, duly noted. You have your, your uh, honors, your tassels, your, all of these things that outwardly represent a warrior, that outwardly represent someone who has served and survived. But what about the inward parts, the parts you bring home? The parts that you hold deep and don't express to the next person. Don't wait on the VA to do that for you. You have an upline that is looking at you. There are young men that are looking to deploy, but wounded warrior male. Not only do they need someone to be honest with them, they need accountability from someone who has been there and done that and gone through. And it's not okay to always say, just because someone has recovered, now they're qualified. What about the fact of the sin I'm not with that. What about the fact of the sin? And I can come so hard on this wounded warrior, male and female, because I've been maritally separated for two years and not one time have I cheated, have I dated, have I talked to, have I entertained another male on uh, social media or in person or on the phone. That is conviction. It's not even a desire because it's a part of my standard. It's a part of my integrity. So when I hear the testimonies of those who have overcome, but those who have overcome, but not one time have I sown hatred about my children's father to them out of my own sin sinful desire <clears throat> and out of my own sinful uh, need to get back at him or to use them as if they are not children with hearts and minds given to, by God to raise. Not one time have I abused 
my role as a parent and deposited the toxic venom of my heart into these children. That's nothing but God and his conviction. And we need this type of person. I am no saint, but I speak on what I speak on because I see it and I call it out as I see it. I call it out as I see it. So here I am, wounded warrior, man and woman. The reason why I address both male and female in this episode is because though I am female, if you cannot tell by my delivery and speech, I possess a whole lot of masculine energy. So here I am now, having been raised by a male aggressor, to then grow into a feminine energy that I was not presented. I was not modeled. And now I am in the position as a mother wounded warriors. And I am having to now find balance in my femininity during a time in my life where I am having to exercise both roles. Do you see some type of divine providence in this testimony? But when I reach up and I look for the upline, the upline is still angry at their cheating spouse from 50 and 60 years ago. The upline is still sleeping around with Johnny Joe, 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 Joe. The upline has decided they won't talk at all about their life circumstance because the pain, unresolved trauma. The best way I've learned in life to grow and heal is to let it out. Even the word of God tells us to confess our sins one to another that we may be healed by the, who knows what to pray for you about if you're holding it inside. Wounded warrior. Sure, you may be walking around town with two legs and two arms and you look like you're okay, but you, you, you probably could be compared to that wounded warrior in the physical sense that has come back from service with one leg, half an eye, half, half an half a arm, and a few fingers missing on the other arm, sitting in a wheelchair. Because that's what's really going on in your heart. Brokenness. Hanging on. Brokenness. Saying that you have forgiven, but your heart is still bound with resentment, brokenness, because you've been taught to save face, brokenness, because you know deep in your heart, you said you stayed in this relationship for your children, but what did your children witness? What did your children see? Could there have been a separation so that you could get, you can grow and your spouse could grow? And the two could come together as one when both have had a chance to course correct and be dealt with with God on their own terms instead of doing the debacle amongst the children. Wounded warrior, I'm saying what's up. One thing that I'm not going to do is to, to save face. The truth has to be told. You don't get to be patted on the back and thanked thanked for your service without acknowledging the truths that lie right in front of our face. Women walking around every day talking about they're healed and talking about thank God for this, thank God for that, and they look like a train wreck. 
the presentation is an exact representation of what's truly going on inside. But the lip service, the actions are trying to prove something else. But one thing's for sure, God designed human beings. You can have on a face full of makeup, but if your disposition shows that you are sad, it ain't no hiding that. And when the tears fall, when the bow breaks, when the posture slumps, When the joy doesn't radiate, that's the truth. So I honor you, OG. I honor you, OG. I honor you, young woman, like me. Who would have thought I'd be given get I'd be receiving a medal of award, a medal of award for crossing over <laughs> into the sphere of wounded warrior. But now that I'm here, what I'm refusing to do is to perpetuate the cycle. Don't pat me on my back. Listen to what I'm telling you. And take the honesty and the truth for what it is. Take it for what it is. Because that's what's up. I don't want to fool or flaw anyone. No accolades for me. No accolades for me. None. 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 The worst thing, in my opinion, that the wounded warrior can do is to pass on in this life, to live and die and not tell the truth about their story. That's the worst thing the wounded warrior can do. So let me tell you what this wounded warrior is doing. I'm calling it as I see it. My other episode, Game Recognized Game. I'm calling it as I see it. I am not God. I am a human. I am a sinner saved by grace. I will never have it all right, but I I also do not have to always have it wrong. If I am living my life under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, I will allow the Holy Spirit to lead me. And as the Lord God provides the means in the physical sense, whether it's counseling, whether it's accountability partner, whether it's through the preaching and teaching of the word, whether it's through life coaching, whatever the mean is, I will utilize all of those as tools. But what I will not do is aim to perpetuate a cycle of toxicity and abuse by way of toxic marriage and relationships. I am a part of the Wounded Warrior Club. And the best thing that I can do is say to the upline, If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. If it slithers like a snake and it looks like a snake, it's a snake. Don't fool yourself 
we are not always able to correct the issue immediately. But the best thing you can do downline, if you're listening to me, if you're going through marital separation, if you're in a toxic marriage, if you're involved in a toxic family structure or toxic relationships, you may not always find reconciliation just by going and approaching someone. I'm going to tell you, I have tried it all. I have tried it all. I have tried every way to bring recompense to some ill situations, but when it At the end of the day, surrendering is all you can do. And if that means walking away, you walk away. If that means cutting the line, you cut the line. You know what your charge is down line? Don't do it in malice. You make sure that you have done all you can do based on what God is telling you to do. And when you've done all you can do, let that thing go. Don't worry about what your mama them saying. Don't worry about that because nine times out of 10, they're not telling you to hold on to that relationship for you. They're telling you to hold on to it for them. Pride, reputation, glory, shame, shame, shame on you, wounded warrior for shaming that girl, shaming that boy, shaming that woman, shaming that man to do something because of what you would have done and what you didn't do. Shame on you. But guess what? Repent. That is the glory of it all. When we have done more or less then what God has commanded us to do, he gives us the opportunity to repent. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing that the Lord God himself, not you, can repair. But it's not until most of the time we get out of the way. Go on and make your choice. Go on and make your decision. You think that's going to stop God from doing whatever God's going to do? You woman, go on. Go on. Your mama, your daddy are not God. Your grandma, your grandpa, they're not God. They are humans just like you. And no matter what level of perfection or standard you have placed them on, you better make sure you haven't made them an idol. Because unless they have taken charge amongst themselves to do the work, to be able to be brutally honest with you about their lives, let me rest assured to you that some of the ingredients you may not even know. So if you're trying to emulate something that you've seen or that you see that has been seasoned for a couple years, I'm sorry, impossible. Impossible. Even a even a batch of chicken that is seasoned one extra day will taste better than the one that has just been seasoned for a certain amount of time. Even that one day, you can't add up. That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. And the wounded warrior, the one who has been there, done that, the one who has gone through, the one who understands the game, 
understands the role, understands the position, the best they can do for you is allow you to go through. If that means your marriage will be broken, they need to allow that to happen and not stop it. There is no telling what God can do. They are not in that bed with you. They are not in that house with you. And if they are, they definitely are not in that covenant with you. That's God, husband, wife. And if you listening to me, if you've gotten to your last straw and you are looking for perseverance, but you know that it's time to exit, you do what the Lord is telling you to do. But just remember, this is your life. It's not theirs. And if somebody is upset with you for saving your sanity, for holding your peace, for preserving the innocence of both you, yourself and your children, then it seems as if. This person is not a healthy person in your life. This comes not only to surprise, but this comes as a form of of um, disrespect. I know what I'm telling you. I know. But what I'm doing right now is I'm identifying the idols. We have made them in every sphere and sector of life, even the idolization of a happy marriage, of a happy home, of a home that's free of toxicity, drama, and trauma. We have made an idol of this by saving savings face. And you know what the enemy is doing? Having a playing ground because we are idolizing our spouses and, and protecting them. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And in the same breath, this is not an encouragement to slander, to hate, to have angst, to have rage against. It is better. It is better that you go on and walk away. Get your breath. And that's something that in my advice, living on this earth for 40 years and watching cycles of this behavior, calculate your steps. Brash and sudden movements of behavior or decisions often fail, but the well thought out ones prevail. However, if you haven't heard of fight or flight, In those moments, your brain is telling you the best thing that you should do as an immediate reaction. If you err, you err. You are human. But if your immediate reaction, your immediate reaction to the stress and trauma of a situation is to go and you convince yourself to stay, that's nobody's problem but your own. Too many wounded warriors have allowed themselves to be the direct recipient of some egregious abuses. You know, when I say egregious, the first thing that comes to a person's mind is physical. And I'm not even talking about that. It seems as if in culture, if you tell someone that you're being emotionally or mentally abused, you are scoffed at scoffed at like a silver spoon child that's complaining about having clubhouse crackers over Ritz crackers. You're scoffed at. But let me tell you, as a lifelong childhood trauma survivor of both mental and emotional abuse by the hand of my paternal figure and by the accessory of my maternal figure who left 
me to defend myself. I'm telling you. The lifelong residuals of healing are constant, but you can survive. You can survive. My wounded warrior status isn't based on getting my face bashed in, getting shot, being kidnapped, raped, and and, um, done in a way of most gruesome detail. There are some attributes. There are some um, situational happenings where I can relate to some of those things. But the overall sphere of my service to this community is surviving mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial abuse. Mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial abuse. Neglect. Abandonment. Slander. You know, a tongue cuts like a two-edged sword. And let me tell you something. Wounded warriors. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, when you are, you are a survivor of something and you may want to fabricate the story because it makes you look a little better. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. If a part of your journey wasn't standing beside your comrade and them getting their head blown off and you surviving that, don't you add that to your story. You're lying. And you're fabricating the truth, the suffering, and the trauma of someone else who who actually deserves to be able to recite those truths and to wave that banner of survivorship. Don't you do it. And out of the same breath, wounded warrior, if and when your loved one decides to buck against your control, your control of the narrative of their life, your control of the regulating of the toxicity and trauma in their life, don't you dare use your tongue to lie and slander them to make yourself look better. People will question why there's been a separation. What's the reason for the divide? They were once like peanut butter and jelly. What happened? Let the truth stand for itself. That's why, wounded warrior, it's important for you to live in truth. Tell the truth. Then the truth won't sneak up behind you and bite you in the butt or stand before you and punch you in the face. A fart is a fart is a fart. Ain't no getting away from that funk until it dissipates. And don't let it be in a closed space. It will linger. And we know this. Don't let the truth hit you like that fart. Don't do it, wounded warrior. It's not worth it. That then demeans your your barometer of, of respect. You're an upline. And it's not too late to course correct, but it starts with the truth. This podcast is all about me expressing the truth. Welcome to my podcast. 
where the truth is upheld and my life's journeys are unveiled. I'm going to tell the truth on this sucker right here. I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to call out who I need to call out. I'm going to call out myself. I'm going to call out my contributions and I'm going to call out the parties that need to be called out so that my life's journeys that are unveiling are being wrapped in truth so that I don't clothe the people who helped to shape my journey and clothe them and make them and the experience an idol to protect them. No way, Jose. We got a lot of work to do, <clears throat> wounded warriors. And I know <clears throat> I was um I was defaulted into this community with y'all. So many of y'all old heads who want to cut my neck off because of what I'm saying, I was by force, by the force of life, by the choice of God, chosen to be a part of this club. At 40 years old, I keep saying my age because I'm not trying to up or downplay the fact that in 40 years of life, in 40 years of life, I am able to start a podcast without a script and tell my story, my life's journeys as it directly relates to every episode topic and it's coming from my heart. I do not have a script. I do not function off of an outline. I do not. It's coming from my head. If you sit down and you talk to me face to face, you will be able to attest to that. And anyone who knows me knows once that ma- once the topic is up, once the engine is revved up, <clears throat> excuse me, once the engine is revved up, the race is on. The race is on until I start chuckling like I am right now because I've been talking for so long that I need to have a little water or it's time to go. This is real, Wounded Warriors. And I'm not apologetic about it. It has to stop. In the secular world, we have big mouths like Charleston White that are coming out to blast <clears throat> the gangs and the rap game and the the violence amongst the youth that's killing the youth. And people want to chop his head off and kill him, but they haven't. Why? Because he's telling the truth. And God is protecting him. Regardless of what you think about his cursing and his language. Remember, we all come from somewhere. If you would have met me even 10 years ago, I would have cursed my way through this thing. And I wouldn't have even been able to connect my Christian experience in a way that someone can use content on this podcast in a small group. Without having to censor so many times like the censored version of a CD. You know? Don't forget that we all come from somewhere. If some things you can't struggle with or tolerate, is it because if you hear it, it reminds you of what you do in the dark? Hello. Let's not go there. I can't stand. I cannot stand the disgruntlement of a person who judges another person for what they do. And lo and behold, you see them behind closed doors and they're doing the same thing, but they're saving their face. And that's what I'm talking about. The wounded warriors dissuading their 
upline from doing certain things, knowing that they're doing the same thing. And I'm not even going to talk about religion again, because I will go down a rabbit hole with these preachers. Got to be wise today. We have to be wise today. And if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, you better believe it. I'm, I'm applying this to my life. As I end this episode, I am applying this principle of calling things like they see it. I am applying this to my life right now by way of religion and spirituality and church. I have witnessed in the past few months some unveilings of compromise in some of the churches that I visit that I cannot stomach. I cannot stomach. I cannot be in a house of worship where idolatry is happening in my face. Specifically, waving the banner or the physical presentation of a Jesus Christ in character or script when the word of God never wants us to to, um, focus on the physical appearance of Jesus. Jesus is not a white Jesus, a black Jesus, a Chinese Jesus, a... a, um, Mexican Jesus, a Puerto Rican Jesus, an Indian Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. If the term is esoteric, and I believe it is, we are dealing with euphemisms in this esoteric sphere when we're talking about Jesus as we are describing his characteristics. But the word of God is not intentionally, I believe, does not specifically promote portray a Jesus because we are not to be making graven images and idols of a Jesus. We are not to do that. We are not. So if I go to church on a Sunday morning and there is a slideshow and the slideshow is portraying a Jesus, an actual visual representation of a Jesus, Be wise, y'all. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. It is the message that is being preached to you about how to help you into your purpose. How to help you be a better Christian. Help you be a better parent. Or is it a Christocentric gospel that points to the person of Jesus Christ and his walk on this earth? From birth to death. Christocentric. The Bible is a Christo, Christocentric gospel. We are Christians based on the workmanship and work of Jesus Christ. Based on the workmanship of God and the walk of Jesus Christ. We are Christians. The word of God is not a self-help book. I'm speaking from my wounded warrior status now to you. Those in my age group I'm observing are are walking around with their eyes shut. They are a part of the religious melee. They have on their church greeter t-shirts on. They're waving the flag and the banner of small groups. Oh, don't don't get me started. This is that is not what this episode is about y'all thank you for listening i hope 
I hope I have been upright, Lord God, in the way that I have presented this information. Lord, you started this episode. You started me to start this episode outside on a lake. And I've ended this episode within four walls after the children are asleep. Because it was still on my heart to finish this today. And this is probably one of the lengthiest episodes yet. This is the baby, y'all. Lord God. Lord God. For the Bible says earth is an arresting place. But while we're here. My God will make a way. Until next time, live your life like it ends today. Love your neighbor like the Bible says. And pray your way into eternity. You never know, Jesus Christ might be coming today. Peace.